Hey there, friends. Before we get to a brand new episode of the official Do Good Better podcast, we want to thank you, the listener, for subscribing and sharing with all of your nonprofit friends. Most importantly, we need to be thanking the sponsors to this very show. Hey, if you're in the market for a CRM system that makes your life easier, there is no better item in your fundraising toolbox than DonorDoc. DonorDoc is not only the premier sponsor to the show, it is the premier and intuitive CRM system that not only has everything you want, but has zero things you don't. No one needs complicated, especially when you wear 10,000 different hats at your nonprofit. So get DonorDoc and use Do Good Better at checkout and get a month free to try it out. Thanks, DonorDoc, for being an awesome sponsor. Hey, speaking of life being easier, fundraising is not. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insight and tips and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a more content, more done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to either commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, join Do Good University. Hey, it's our brand new membership site. We have hours and hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the entire Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions. All of that is for an affordable monthly fee. So visit dogooduniversity.com or click the link in the show notes for details. Hey, get ready for another episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast, where we help small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Join host Patrick Kirby as he chats about the latest nonprofit trends, challenges, and success stories. Plus, you'll get actionable advice to help you be even awesomer. If you're a nonprofit professional, volunteer, or supporter, this show is for you. We'll tackle all the big topics like fundraising, marketing, and volunteer management. Our only goal to bring you the information and inspiration you need to take your organization to the next level. So grab that giant caffeinated or adult beverage and get ready to do good better. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. I have a question for you today. Do you like free money? Would you like just money to use for no charge whatsoever to your organization? Oh, you do? Good. Something that a lot of nonprofits want to do is be out there in front of everybody and having ads and sort of uh, you know being exposed to new eyeballs for new donors, et cetera, but they don't know how to do any of these things. My guest today is going to help us walk through search engine advertisements and how on earth you even wrap your brain around it. Um, he is an individual who has done a webinar with us in the past, about a year and a half ago, maybe, uh, the highest attended and viewed webinar that we've been doing forever. And this is honest to God's truth. One of the most robust number of people who have come through it. Um, and surprisingly, we haven't had on the podcast yet. So this is, just makes perfect sense that we bring him back. Chris Barlow, founder of Your Beeline. Chris, Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, Patrick. It's great to be with you today. And I didn't know that about the webinar. That's awesome. So 
seems These perfect are new to talk to. I did a little digging. Uh, I don't, we don't do a lot of research on the show because I just love the organic conversation we have with the super friends that come on here. But I just had a random question and it was like way better than everybody else. So we will link that to the show notes, by the way. And you can find it uh, on the interwebs and at Do Good University. More to come for there. Uh, Chris, uh, for those of you, uh, well, for those of the listeners who may not know your beeline or Chris Barlow, why don't we start with this? A 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today. So I started beeline uh, in 2015. I was going to just do some, I, I took a course on Google ads and I said, wow, all right, I just need a client. So I, I talked to a local nonprofit. I said, can I help you guys just run your Google ad campaign I'll, You know, as a volunteer? I just need to get some experience under my belt. And I thought it would be great to help them. And that kind of snowballed into them referring me to other nonprofits and them saying, hey, we have budget. We want to actually like have you do more with this and take us to the next level. And I just ha- found myself really very, very happily kind of working in the nonprofit world. And um, it c- kind of goes back to and fits with what I dreamed as a teenager. I wanted to do something. I did, had no interest in the corporate world. Um, my dad had been in the corporate America for a long time. And that just kind of gave me a bad impression. And uh, and then I ended up in a sales job doing cold calling and I loved it. And I was like, what is going on? But then anyway, c- came back to starting Beeline, back into the nonprofit world and uh, just very happy here. We help nonprofits uh, grow their donor base, expand their reach, and we focus mainly on search ads and content and, and the related things that are needed to help find new people and attract them to you and get them to uh, love your mission and support you. Buckle up, nonprofit friends. We're going to go and find you new donors, new supporters, new cheerleaders, and we're going to do it through ad things. Now, for those who might not even know that this is a program that exists. Let's go, let's start basic and we're gonna work our way to advance today. Is can you just like let people know about what on earth an ad on Google, on Bing, on all these search engines, what this is this is a thing. This is something that we pay for that get eyeballs on. I thought this was just a natural search engine where people just naturally uh you know find themselves on the interwebs. Tell me more about this. So if you are adver- searching Google or searching uh, Microsoft's search engine Bing, um, in the results page, after you type in whatever you're looking for, usually, often, the first couple of results are ads that someone paid to show up for. Um, and the if you're an advertiser, if you're a nonprofit and you want to get at the top of the search results, you can do that too. And you don't pay when you just say, I want to show up for these keywords. Um I, I'm an animal sanctuary. I want to show up when everyone says donate to uh, help dogs, help rescue um, you know animals. I want to show up for those keywords. You don't pay until someone actually clicks. So that's one beautiful thing about the system is you are only, you're paying for results. Mm-hmm. The programs that Patrick bre- that you briefly referenced are grant programs that Google gives you free money. Um, Google is ten thousand dollars per month of free ads, free ad space. So $10,000 worth of clicks. It can be as much as I've seen that be equivalent to like $2,000, 2000 visitors to your site up to 5,000, 6,000 visitors, just depending on the cost. Um, Bing gives you a $3,000 grant. Now that, that program 
the one caveat I'll say to all this, we're going to talk about Bing, the Bing grant program. It is currently paused for new applicants. It's a new program. It launched in the fall. They already had a, a, a short time period where it was paused because they were overwhelmed. And, and they're doing the same thing. They're working out the kinks. They're trying to, to improve how the program runs. They made it very clear. They hope to reopen the program this year. And uh, we can talk about later, like what you should do in the meantime, so that you're ready to get in as soon as it relaunches. Cause you don't want to miss the next window. If it reopens, I'm guessing it will, you need to get in. Um, so anyway, you, you have your search ads, people search for what you're looking for. They click on your ad, they find you. That's as opposed to search engine optimization, which is doing all the things that Google or Bing wants you to do to show up in the organic results at the, you know, at the, the rest of the page or on pages two through a million. So ads is a shortcut to, to get people to find you. So let's talk about the, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, the difference. The SEO is all the fun organic things that you put on the internet, the blogs, the photos, the tags, the meta things, all the complicated stuff that, you know, you're going to want to know about, but probably don't do the best. The ads skips a lot of that and gets you to the front of the line to show up when individuals search about it is. Now, this sounds very complicated, Chris. Is this very complicated when it comes to, let's just not even talk about the grant itself, but just ads in general. Is, are ads complicated? Are keywords complicated? Walk me through a little bit of that. Um, in theory, you would think it shouldn't be that hard. Um, the, the fact is when you write an ad, you're just it's just writing copy. You're not like on Meta or... Instagram, any platform where you're having to create a video or, or get into any kind of graphic design. It's just simply typing out the ad copy. But the way those platforms work, the way to optimize, it is actually fairly complicated. And you don't want to waste your money or you want to get results if you're using a grant. And so you either need to spend some time learning how to do that learn you don't have to be perfect especially if you're using grant money like if you're not re using real money it's okay if you make more mistakes not a big deal mm -hmm. but you do need to make sure that you know what you're doing so you're not just wasting your time and and just trying to set something up and and kind of going with on the fly like let's just get in the dashboard and start setting things up um you could do that like that's absolutely possible it's not that's not so hard to do but to get it to work or to get prevent yourself from wasting money, you you need to spend some time, or or work with someone who, you know, you, you someone in your team who knows what they're doing, or hire someone outside. Hmm, I wonder where we could find someone to hire to get to the. Oh, maybe we'll just check the show notes. There might be a link here to uh, Beeline, just as a reference for later. Um, okay, well, if so, let's just say we're getting after uh, ads. Um, what's the first thing that you as an organization need to think about too? Because I think a lot of people are like free money, free ads. I want in, they're going to go into this thing and they're going to get lost in the shuffle. Can you walk us through some of the mental steps? Because again, we're going to talk about ads on like, what do you need to think about? And then we're going to talk into the ad grant and how we access some of those pieces. Right. But I think first of all, why in the hell should we be doing ads in the first place? That's a question number one. Um, and then what should we be thinking about after we come up with the conclusion? Yes, we want to be at the top of some of these search pages and use this money that's available. Yeah. So, I mean, the kind of results you can get to, to just address that. Um, organizations can easily, if they're running well, add hundreds of new email subscribers to your list every single month through Google or Bing. Mm -hmm. Um I, it's not unrealistic to see between if you're running ads on just Google, say, 
between 100 and 300 new subscribers a month. If you had Bing, you could probably double that number. Um, and then in terms of what is a realistic goal? Well, you have to consider um, if someone's doing a search and they don't know who you are, you're not a major, a major, huge nonprofit that everyone knows, like the Red Cross or something. Mm-hmm. They probably aren't going to search and go to your site and make a donation the very first time they meet you, very first time they see you. So what is a more realistic goal that you can aim for and achieve well with Google uh, search or with Bing? And that's getting new subscribers because that is a, a, a very a low commitment step that allows you to stay in touch with them and to start building that relationship. Now, to kind of further transition, what should you be thinking about? Now, if your goal is to f- like grow your programs, to grow the reach of your programs, that's usually self-explanatory. If you want to help people, if you have online programs with literacy, like you help people with, teach their kids how to improve in school or teach their kids how to read, or you have uh, resources to help uh, uh, parents who you know have cancer and they're trying to talk about their kids with that on that subject, whatever it might be, whatever the subject, like it's usually not that hard to figure out what you should be doing to get your mission out there. But if you want to attract new donors, you need to actually take a step back and think about now. Why would someone who's never heard of us want to subscribe and be an email subscriber? We can't assume that they go online looking for us. We have to meet them where they are and give them a compelling reason to subscribe. So we need to solve a problem of theirs in some small way. We need to give them some information they're looking for if they're doing some kind of informational search, or we need to entertain them in some way. And it doesn't have to be some major like amazing piece of entertainment, but it just needs to be something that sounds helpful, like a kid's coloring book or a, a, a guide to your local city on XYZ that's related to maybe your 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 environmental and you have nature areas in your in your city and your region and that you can got point them to. So again, considering how can you meet people where they're at, how can you solve a problem of theirs? And that gives you an idea for the piece of content that you can create that will give them reason to want to subscribe. And I think a lot of the, some of the, the prior conversation we've had on the podcast uh, with other guests is like, hey, content does not have to be a, an entire Encyclopedia Britannica worth of information. Um, first of all, that's an old school reference. You know how old I am that I've referenced <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica. Holy crap. Um, it doesn't have to be this giant thing. It can be a downloadable, three easy ways that you can help your local animals, right? So whatever that is, whatever that's clickable piece. What I love what you said about this too, Chris, is that when you're thinking about ads, you're thinking about why people should click on them, that first point of order having subscribers is what you do to build the foundations of someone in a long-term relationship with your ad. Do not expect people to just go and fawn over your organization enough that they're going to donate right out of the gate. That's not how any of this works, but you want to establish uh, sort of a, a reputation with them or an interest with them going forward. And what deciding on ads and people then coming to your website, what this does is it forces you as an organization to think differently about, okay, what are we going to do for the long term rather than the short term? If you were looking for a quick fix and free money to come in flowing, this is not it. This is a long-term solution to building trust with a number of new people who come into your purview because of an ad. I just, I love that as a framework Mm -hmm. on 
why you should be thinking, or if you're thinking about ads, you need to think long-term, not short. This is an investment of time, energy, and more methodical times that you really develop uh, when you touch you know, somebody with your eyes or with your edge, you know, how you're being entertained or some sort of information that helps people. I mean, that's such an important thing that you mentioned. I love that. Yeah. And I'll just add that when you have it set up and and you have the pieces in place, you've thought through like, why, what is a connecting point between what people are searching online, what they're looking for and how what small way, some small way we can serve them and give them a taste of our mission. If you get that set up, it is very, it uses the, it, it becomes very, I'm going to use it in marketing term evergreen. It always works. It yeah. continually works. So the, it, you're not having to reinvent and run around the hamster wheel all the time to try to churn and, and bring in new people. You get it working and it's just going to be consistently working. And so even though it is kind of a long-term thing, you might not get donors, um, for a few months, it might be six months before you are able, or it could, it could be shorter than that easily, but you can't think I'm, I'm going to be able to turn on these ads, $10,000 worth of ads, and we're going to get $10,000 of donations this month. No, that's not, but saying we're going to consistently see a hundred new people on our email list every month in perpetuity. If I said that word, right, that's huge. And we're not going to have to keep like churning out new stuff all the time. Nope. So nope. that's that's what I think is so beautiful about the whole thing is you get something working really well and and you don't you just kind of you have to maintain the ads but the content the back end it you know is is set right and I, that that I just love and it's a wonderful segue to okay organization listening going all right we got it we're thinking long term we're invested in this we're going to get some new individuals to our mailing list because we got great content and stories of successes all we need is a long-term plan to get some donors in okay or some folks in the in the hopper all right this ad grant sounds awesome but it also chris sounds very complicated i don't know how i'm ever going to apply for this or do it can we walk us through the process of even thinking about and applying for and putting our name in the hopper to be considered for a ad grant? We'll start with Google, but then we'll assume that Bing is coming online very shortly. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but Google ad grant, how do I do this? Yeah, well, and actually the, the application process is basically the same for both. You need to apply to get in to Google for nonprofits or Microsoft for nonprofits. Love it. Google uses TechSoup who does the verification of your 501c3 for them. You know, that you've, you've, so if you have a TechSoup account, you'd basically just give that information to Google and they know you're a legitimate nonprofit. Anyone can get into either one of those, any nonprofit can get into either one of those organizations programs. Um, and it's, it's, if you're already in TechSoup with Google, it, it's a two or three day process to get in. Once you're in, you can apply for the Google ad grant and as well as other things that Google provides for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. um, and Microsoft has similar things. Um, and you, they've made the process to get that grant easier and easier and easier over the years. Um, the, the process, the application process itself, I can get it done in 10 minutes. Um, if you're new to it, and you've never done it before. It might take you 30, maybe an hour, but it's not hard. And, um, and then you just wait up to a week and you get the grant. There is no, if you are a 501c3, let's say you're based in the US, 501c3, you are not a government institution, you're not a school or university. Um, 
if you have, if you have a branch of your school or university that has a nonprofit arm that can work, um, you're not a fiscal, you're not fiscally sponsored, but you're direct can receive, um, tax right, right, right off donations, then you are basically eligible. And, um, the Bing grant has a further, uh, requirement that you cannot be a medical nonprofit, um, cannot. So other than that, you base, there's basically, basically any organization can get in the, the application process is not difficult with, with Bing, since that program's on, on pause, my recommendation, um, to all the nonprofits I speak with is get into their Microsoft for nonprofits program and fill in the interest form for the grant. And yeah. then as soon as it re- goes live again, you'll be able to apply. I love that. Um, something along the lines with Bing, most people Google stuff, right? Hey, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna Google this. Most people are on Google. Google makes all the money. It's great. We've had a very, um, I've been obsessed recently. I know, I'm sorry, podcast listeners. I'm obsessed about AI and chat GPT, but Microsoft who runs Bing has been in dumping millions upon millions, if not billions of dollars into open AI and uh, chat GPT. They are going to announce that chat GPT will be integrated with Bing, which means there's going to be a crap load of people who are going to use Bing as their primary search engine in the near future, which means please take Chris's advice and sign up so that you get in early because I think they are going to make a major play for a lot of eyeballs that will no longer sit on Google only. They're going to get into the Bing place. So this has been the first time I think that anyone's openly challenged, pun intended, uh, Google for superiority <laughs> in the cheer and the chat engine thing. So it's just really good future advice to have to, if it's it's free money to to play around with. Get on the waiting list. It doesn't take a lot of time, but if you're in this mode, um, please do uh, take an opportunity, take a couple of minutes, and then just fill that out. Get on the waiting list because that interest will pay off down the line. Just an FYI. Let uh, me yeah. let me add to that please. because there are I'm gonna give three very compelling reasons why you need to be in the being at, at grant program ASAP yep. as soon as the, as soon as you can. Don't miss the window. First thing is, um, people are like, well, who uses Bing? Well, every single Windows user who doesn't change their default search engine and default browser uses Bing. Hmm. Microsoft makes it look like the Google experience. And and if you aren't someone who really cares, you're you're using Bing. And um, they they prove this because they have, I want to say 15 billion searches a month. I mean, it's very small compared to Google, but it's a huge number. Secondly, the demographics of Bing users are typically people, not always, um, slightly older, slightly more wealth. So if you're looking for donors, it's a good kind of foundational place to start. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I can say is the the results speak for themselves. Um, the Bing grant is 3000 per month instead of 10000 but the cost per click on Bing is like half to no, a tenth of a price to maybe a fifth of the price. So you're paying 20 to 60 cents per click rather than two to four dollars per click. Mm-hmm. And that's using your grant. I mean, how many more visitors can you get if you're only paying 40 cents per click? Mm-hmm. And I can say with my clients who have uh, ad, ad campaigns on both. They're getting more results from the $3,000 grant on Bing 
than the $10,000. They're using the entire $10,000 grant and they're getting less results from the Google grant. So, the, and, and I also would say it is even worth, if you have some paid budget, it's worth testing paid Bing ads. Microsoft is wanting to go after Google right now and they are very motivated and they want to give a good results and good user experience. It's worth, I, I'm so, I've been so impressed by the Bing ad results that I'm encouraging nonprofits to say, hey, if you've got a small paid ad budget for search, try Bing first mm-hmm. and just see. And if it doesn't work, no, no, no problem. Go back to Google. You know, there's, there's, there's something to be said about a big fish, small pond. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of the nonprofits that are advertising using a grant within Bing and not everybody is there yet, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be, uh, you know, in line first is what we're, we're trying to say. So I love that. And again, um, as a, as a, obsessive compulsive AI chat GPT watcher in this world, you know, Microsoft is making a serious dent in uh, the nightmares that Google has when Google brings back the founders of Google who were in retirement for the last half decade to come brainstorm on how to combat what's about to happen in Bing. Just, just it's nerd speak, I know. And Chris, I just appreciate you being here because I get to say this with somebody nodding rather than nodding off. I just appreciate you for that. Um, but you've, you've, you've said it brilliantly, um, is that when you've got a better value for your nonprofit, your board looks like you looks at these numbers the same way, like, how do I get... Uh, you know, the biggest push of our mission and our, I, you know, the eyeballs that we want on this, it's a great use of your time. So walk me through, walk me through somebody who doesn't want to spend the time doing this. Let's just say you've got a naysayer on the board. You've got a naysayer in your executive team who says, I don't know. I don't think we need any of that kind of stuff because inevitably someone who is listening to this gets like all jazzed up and go, oh my God, I just listened to Chris. He just gave me the instructions on how to do some of these things to kind of kick off my thought process. They're going to bring it up the chain of command. And all of a sudden it's going to get halted by somebody who still uses an encyclopedia Britannica. Great callback. Um, How do we, how do we uh, say, um, but here's why we should consider it. Uh, according to someone who's been working in this space for a very long time. So um, I I feel like one of the most compelling reasons uh, getting in front of people on search, whether that's organic or or ads, is um, they are the ones driving things forward. They are the ones doing the search. They are the ones with the motivation. And so you're just actually... If you provide them a relevant result, a helpful piece of content, a helpful something that they're looking for, they're actually getting what they want from you instead of from someone else. If you run at, if you're, if you're, if you do a direct mailing, okay, talk to the Britannica guy or gal, you do a direct mailing, you do all this research, they're they're in the right neighborhood, they have the right demographics, they have the, they've given to XYZ organ, you're still interrupting their day and they're still going to look at your piece of mail and say, Oh, this says, thank, uh, can you please throw this away for me? Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're doing a search, they're the ones who are driving things forward. Now there's all kinds of good reasons to create awareness and, and interrupt there. You know, that's why Facebook exists as a company because of ad revenues and ads work. Right. Yeah. But 
if you aren't interrupting someone, if you're actually being helpful from them to them from the get-go, you already have that much more investment from their side. And, and you're not seen as an interruption. You're not seen as some someone that's just in their way to get to what they're really looking for. So I that's what I, where I would start is, is with where you have a skeptical board member or donor and say, look, we are actually just wanting to give people a taste of our mission. And we're doing that really strategically by meeting a need they're already looking for mm-hmm. and, and a relevant connected need in that, that connects to our expertise as an organization. And then the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, you yeah. can, you can look at the numbers and say, we can get this many people who see our ads, this many people who visit our site in a year, this many new subscribers, this many new donors. I also think that it's complementary to all the other things that you're doing. You know, why why not add something that's going to not take money, number one. I mean, uh, honestly, yeah. it's free money um, that wouldn't want to get eyeballs on your organization. And you're just giving other everybody another avenue. It's as if you would be saying, you know, I like money, but I don't want the convenience of somebody to donate online. I want them to send a check. And then reducing the amount of people who you would have who'd be interested in it because of the convenience of online. And so again, you're going to have dinosaurs, you're going to have naysayers, but this is just another arrow in your quiver as you are trying to find as many eyeballs and ears about your mission on who they are. That's really the idea here, um, which is fantastic. Um, what on what has changed since the inception of the Google ad grant, um, as you saw, you got in early on it. Cause I, you know, I remember when you and I talked to like, I think I was on like, like webinar number two, uh, on like on this thing. Cause you got in really early. Cause it was just intriguing. What has changed and shifted that's made this so much more exciting and accessible for nonprofits? Um, you know, I wouldn't actually say that anything has changed to make it more easy for nonprofits. Um, I actually, uh, it may be exciting though. I mean, what Google has done, and this has been a, a, for a little while now, is they've upped the requirements, the quality requirements, the, the the results that you have to achieve. You can't just turn on the ads yourself and forget them. Um, because if you aren't reaching some minimal metrics, what that shows Google is you're just not, you either don't know what you're doing or you're just more likely not paying any attention to it. And that gives users a bad experience. They're getting get ads that are not relevant to them. You're targeting keywords that are too broad, that aren't connected to what they're searching for. So then when they see Google and they see this ad that has nothing to do with what they searched for, or it's not close, that's not a good result for them. And so then they don't like the re- Google results they're getting. And that reflects on Google. And so Google has, has started saying, here's what you need to do. You need to, if, you, if your ad shows a hundred times, at the very minimum, five people need to click on it to say that this is a relevant result. And um, you can't have uh, certain other kinds of keywords that are you know, inside the account where for a long time you're, you're wanting to target them, but no one is clicking on them, those particular keywords. Like those are co- considered to have a bad quality score um, to get into kind of the, the nitty gritty. But the point is you have to get rid of those things. You have to clean things up. And, the, and what that does is that it raises the value of the ads in general across the board. And that will help you because more people will click on your ad because they they see that the ads in general, it, it might not even be a conscious thing, mm-hmm. but it is it is saying that I can get a good result from Google and even the ads have good results, especially if I don't feel like I'm get, getting sold to 
in this on the, when I click the ad. Right. Um, so I would say that. And then again, um, you know, with being ca- kind of challenging them, I think we're going to start seeing some changes. Um, there's going to be more competition. Uh, Bing has their, their grant programs clearly better already um, in terms of what you can get from it. And I think that's going to challenge Google, who's kind of been the only off the one to offer something like this for a long time. And, um, you know, the grant, your Google grant ads are second class to paid ads. Understandably, if someone's paying real money for an ad, then you, the grant ad is not going to show up as high. It's not going to get as much attention from Google. That's not the case with Bing right now. Mm. Um, with the Bing ad uh, grant, you actually just get a, a coupon code. So it's applying a coupon code to a real paid account, whereas Google, it's a completely separate kind of account. And so, so I, I, my sense is based on the results that I've seen, the being ads work the same as paid at being ads. And so all that to say, I just think there's going to be more competition for Google and we're, we may see some changes in the, in the next year or two um, to improve both programs. One of the things that I just love about this conversation is a constant reminder that this is just a general best practice on how you reach out to and converse with your supporters and donors, right? At no point in time, would you just build a website the day you launch your nonprofit and never update it ever again? There's no point in doing a an appeal if you wrote your first one, the first month you opened up your nonprofit and never updated it with any impact stories or any updated information ever again. This consistent watch of what you are offering and making sure that people see is the same thing that you're going to do with your Google ad grant, your big ad, Bing ad grant is consistently just looking at what you're saying and what people are reading. It's And, and it's just being self-aware enough to know that you just have to update people with stories and what this is. It's just paying attention to how you are communicate and where you're communicate, but specifically to whom you're communicating with. So this is just another great way to remind yourself that, you know, telling your story to as many people as possible is the absolute best way that you're going to in lifetime donors who just buy into this. And if you can have a couple of extra hundred people every month that go hop onto your mailing list because they really love the idea of what you do. And then you've captured their attention for going forward. Well, they're more likely to be donors than they are just passively not clicking on anything on the ads in the first place. That's the beauty of having somebody like Chris remind you that this is just part of your best practices, communication with your donors and your supporters for your nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It's just the absolute best. Chris, there will be a lot of people who just go, this is great. And I like the idea of somebody way smarter than me doing all of this for me. Is that something you do? And how on earth would people get a hold of you so that they can call you and ask for your awesome help? <laughs> yeah. So you can reach out to me at chris at your And I'm um, happy to talk and kind of get in, learn about your organization and see if it's a good fit. I mean, it's not always a good fit. And um, it is, yeah, this is what we focus in on. Um, anything to do with the, the Google search and ad, being search ads. Um, another thing that you could do if you're a little like, I don't want to talk to you or talk to anyone yet. Um, I actually created a ad grants quiz and we will link to that in the show notes. And you can just take the quiz and find out, is this a good time? Is your organization eligible, first of all? And second, is this a good time or a good fit for you right now? 
to do that, those kinds of ads, because they're not for everyone, or it's not, maybe not the right time for your organization. So um, I'll just tell you the URL, but we'll put it in the notes. It's yourbeeline.com forward slash ad grants quiz with the word ad grants quiz. Those three words separated by a dash. So ad dash grants dash quiz. It's the best because then we just go into the show notes and click on that. And you best be doing that at the end of this show. Uh, also, again, follow everything that they do. It's just so you, you've just made this so easy to understand and so exciting to participate with. It's just one of my favorite conversations over and over again. So get your butts to the show notes. And while, by the way, while you're at it, you haven't, uh, you know, sort of followed this show and you aren't, uh, come on, you know, you want to go click on follow, go click on subscribe. You're going to like this going forward to get people like Chris coming on all the time. It's great. And then immediately jump back and go click on your free quiz, which is really great. Boy, that's like a really good piece of content that maybe would end up on a, I don't know, a newsletter or something like that. Not that an organization could uh, steal the idea and do a quiz to see if you would be, you should. but I'm just saying He's giving you the blueprint, people. Why not? Um, speaking of uh, blueprints, uh, if you're interested in uh, all the kind of fun stuff that we talk about here, you want a continued education, you want updated uh, sort of uh, quizzes, you want updated information on uh, articles and things, and you want like people to hop on and do uh, live group coaching and stuff, do good you. you should go there. Uh, you'll find Chris and his webinar there and a whole bunch of other human beings that are doing really good stuff there. Chris. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, this is super fun. I, it's so nice chatting with you again. Thanks for uh, speaking nerdy a little bit about our nonprofit ads and our nonprofit friends. Uh, thanks so much for your perspective. Thanks so much for the niche in which you have found to help some of these nonprofits just figure out a way to get eyeballs on uh, or for get donors' eyeballs on their, their mission. It's awesome. But mostly, my friend, thank you so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thanks, Patrick. It's great to be with you. You're the best. Fundraising is hard. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insight, tips, and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a lot more content, done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, I want to invite you to join do Good University. It's our brand new membership site. We're going to have hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions, all for an affordable monthly fee. So visit dogooduniversity.com or click the link in the show notes 